Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Live from the Gelf Leisure Balloon floating above Woman Wept, it's a wheezing groaning sound, the only podcast about Doctor Who. And this week, we're debating whether to join the Galactic Federation on Peladon, even though Peladon will probably leave in 40 years' time because of a lie written on the side of Agador. <laughs> <laughs> Political. <laughs> so, let's all activate uh, Hepesh mode as the... <laughs> <laughs> as the Alpha Centauri Moners take a tour of the castle, <laughs> joined as always by John Pertwee. His hair is white, his eyes are blue, and his jacket is maroon, maroon, maroon. Hey! I'm Tom Neenan, and joining me are two men currently serving 10 years in prison for toppling a statue of Agador. It's Mr. Paul Lynchfield, <laughs> Mr. John Ray. We're back, baby. We're oh. back. And it feels good. It oh. feels so good. I've missed you guys. Oh, I miss you too. It's been, uh, we've actually, there's been a lot of, uh, we, we have a secret WhatsApp uh, where we sort of, you know, we, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm glimpsed behind the curtain. And I've noticed we've sort of, yeah, there's been a lot of itching to get back and chat about Doctor Who on there. So it's really nice to be back. Mm. We've all been writing our own photo album books and sharing yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Although I got it you... wrong. Mine is a book of Danny's. I must have <laughs> mis- misread it. <laughs> And uh, my, I got mine wrong as well. Mine is a book of Sarnies. It's just oh. pictures of sandwiches. It's <laughs> very strange. Tom's, however, is foul. Oh, it's all, oh, yes, it's, it's all chickens. Hey! Yeah. Having a great time. Um, so let's kick things off, shall we? We're doing The Curse of Peladon. Oh. 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 But Paul, what, what, what yes, else was sir. on TV on this day of days? Well, I shall tell you, Tom, mm-hmm. the curse of Peladon splatted onto our screens <laughs> on Saturday, the 29th of January, 1972. Whoa. Oh. Um, at a beautiful, respectable time of 10 to 6. That's Ooh, a very perfect good Doctor Who time, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Now, obviously, if you're watching The Beeb on that day, um, uh, you had nothing until midday. <laughs> um, and then they, you were hit by the Double Deckers. Here oh, come fun. the Double Deckers. Here come the Double Deckers. The blurb says, a show about a gang of children who hatch up plans in a disused bus. (laughs) (laughs) Just quite threatening. It does sound very threatening, doesn't it? And then, of course, you were grandstanding away from 12.45 right up until 5pm. And then it was the news, and then it was immediately Doctor Who, Curse of Peladon. And there is a blurb. It's the shortest blurb in the world, and it (laughs) is thus. The Doctor takes Joe to a planet. Wow. That's That's your lot. (laughs) It's very scaled back. You might as well just say, the doctor's in this. I mean, it's just, okay, fair enough. That was sure. the pitch document they put in. Yeah. 
Guys, I got a great story. <laughs> the, the, the doctor's in this. Yeah. Let's green light that one. Um, yeah. Well, and, and they pretty much did green light Curse of Peladon, which we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss. Yeah, get onto that. <laughs> it's the only colour palette in the entire yeah. thing, but there you go. Um, 7 p.m. was Dixon of Dot Green. Fun. And um, it says this a vindictive woman puts Harry Ooh. behind bars. Oh, no. Vindictive woman. Vindictive and then at 7.45, there was a film called The Manhunter, <gasps> starring Roy... Now, I don't know how to pronounce this, because it's it's T-H-I-N-N-E-S. So is it Thinez? Thinez, yes. Thinez. Roy Thinez, you know? Fine, fine actor, Roy Thinez. Thinez. <laughs> and Sandra D. Oh, there you look go. at me, and I'm Sandra D. That's yes, exciting. the one. Mm. And the film blurb is this. Big game hunter David Farrow... Is in Louisiana hunting game. <laughs> his, quarry, his, his quarry, his mm. quarry, man. Mm. Oh, he's going to hunt a man, shoot him, oh. stuff him, put him on his wall. The most dangerous <laughs> game of all, Paul. Man, Indeed. mankind, man, cruel. <laughs> anyway, then there's a load about guff, and then at 11 p.m. was was Braden's week. Oh. Mm. And and it just says this, which is bizarre. It just says Braden of the week, Braden. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Ronald Fletcher. Song of the week, Jake Thackeray. Oh. Children of the week, Harold Williamson. Oh, so sure. is he is he all the children of the week? <laughs> Presumably he has to pick the Braden of the week, and it's always him. Yeah, yes, yeah. picking on me. Um, and then at 11.35 was um, The Night the Bridge Caught Fire. Wow. <laughs> Which also sounds like a folk song. Yeah. Um, in May 1970, five loutish youths <gasps> set fire to the Stevenson Tubular Bridge. <gasps> Vincent Kane finds out how. Wow. <laughs> Is that where the phrase comes from? What phrase? Uh, burning your bridges. Oh, well, mm. uh, what, what, from 1970? <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to pick a hole there. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in your TED Talk, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I'm cancelling it now. So, so early on. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Um, all right, I've got a plan B. Where do all the socks go? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon there's an island somewhere on planet Earth where all the washed-up socks go. But mm. there you go. Yes. Um, BBC <laughs> Two was a, um, a wonderful day of viewing. Um, it started at 9.35 with Open University. No course listings, I'm afraid. Very annoying. Oh. And then it immediately closed down again at 1pm. <laughs> and then it opened again at 10 past 7 with Westminster. And it just says, Peter Hardeman Scott. Reviews the political sea. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. Yeah. And then at 8.30pm was Chronicle. <laughs> Frontline archaeology action with Magnus Magnuson. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have to remove the word action from the <laughs> Frontline archaeology action. Oh, doesn't get wow. more exciting than that. Doesn't it, just? And then mm. at 20 past uh, nine... Germinal, part five. Now, I think we've discussed Germinal before in one of our other ones, in, in one of our other oh. episodes. Um, uh, and this is part five, Trapped. It says, <laughs> the, stri- the strike is almost over, and some of the miners consider the idea of resuming some work. Oh, chance to be a fine thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, ju- they, just, they just consider it, though. Yeah. 
And then at 10pm, Ways of Seeing <laughs> with John Berger, which is something that um, I've discussed with John on another podcast, which is oh, a really? book of cod, cod philosophy stroke art appreciation, yes. which oh, was wow. very de rigueur when I was at drama school. There you go. And at 11pm 11, 11 was a film, uh, sorry, it was um, film night, mm-hmm. and it says Sheridan Morley will interview Twiggy. Mm. <laughs> he will. One, whether she likes it or not. <laughs> yeah. And this is the best thing of. Best thing ever. At 11.30pm, it's Rolf McTurlin concert. Right? Oh, and the duration yeah. of the programme, 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just Streets of London. Yeah, it's <laughs> Streets of London six times and then he goes up. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> and that was your viewing on BBC One and BBC Two. Very nice. What a fun, what a fun uh, evening. More fun, mm. given that uh, now, uh, you know, we're, we're going to dive into Peladon. Um, oh. I'm going to ask, have, had either of you seen The Curse of Peladon before Before this? Yes, yes. You had? Definitely. Oh, I yes. had not, no. Oh, okay. Oh, you lucky man. Yeah. Get to experience it fresh, because oh. here we are. Um, we start, we start in media res, uh, in the <laughs> throne room of uh, Peladon, it's a disappointing throne room early on, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. one chair. <laughs> it's, one, yeah. it's, it's, it's a minimalist Ikea. I mean, his mates really can't even room. sit down. <laughs> it's why they're all so angry. Stand. Yeah, they've got bad backs. <laughs> yeah. Hepesh has got really tired legs, so that's why come he's so in, curious. Come in, come in. Do take a stand. You yeah. have to, you have to use Hepesh's full name, by the way. Oh, which is? His surname is To Be Square. <laughs> and then of course there's Torbis whose surname is or not Torbis so it's it's all, it's all connected. What, stay, what goes on the what goes on on the Torbis stays on the Torbis that's what they say on Belladon <laughs> well it doesn't so, stay on Torbis very long does it because Torbis no. is, is dispatched very quickly he is after waffling on <laughs> I can't even remember what he says He's he's Mr. Science, isn't he? Mm. He's Mr. Like, there is no Agador. Mm. Um, and he thinks... Push that... pineapple, shake a tree. <laughs> <laughs> we are running down that pun hill. We're... <laughs> Full pelt today, boys. You're off to a flyer. It's, so... basically, it's basically two bickering brothers, isn't it? Yes. Well you, yes. well, you said that. No, I didn't. Well, you mm. said that. Well, you started it. Mm. And in the middle, you've got David Troughton saying, please, everyone, please. Yes. Do you think people at the time were like, Oh my God! It's the second Doctor's son in this. Uh, I hope so, because because like his his casting seems to have a weight to it, doesn't it? Mm. Like it's the mm. fact that Joe finds him quite a quite a cat. I was going to say he's point. a shagger, so it's typecasting. <laughs> 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 because um, previously, obviously, David Troughton appeared in Doctor Who before in the War Games and in Patrick Troughton's Balls. So we've got <laughs> those. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's on his CV. (laughs) His most famous role. (laughs) Patrick Troughton's balls. Obviously, I mean, because David Troughton goes on to be in my probably my favourite New Who story in uh, in Midnight as well. He's absolutely brilliant. Oh yeah, Um, yeah, I love David Troughton. Um, I also saw him as Hook in uh, at the National Theatre, uh, and obviously Mr. Darling as well, as is traditional. It's confusing to keep up with the Troutons, though, isn't it? They're like <laughs> they're, such, they're such a dynasty. What with their dad basically being a fire hydrant of sperm. 
I mean, they're everywhere. There was one in the New Statesman. There's this one. Yes. Have there's, you not, have you not seen? Have you not seen keep, Keeping Up with the Trojans on ID? <laughs> that doesn't do that because you've got you've got Dudley Dursley as well now. Who's yes, Dudley Dursley is doing well for himself. So. I yeah. thought I'd, I knew all the Troutons. And then in a Doctor Who story, oh dear, this is, we're going to get letters. Mm. Um, the one with Nick Frost uh, as, as Father Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, with that one. That's another, there's another Trouton in that as well. Mm. And I was like, there's, it's a bit like McGann's. There's a lot yeah. of McGann's. But there, there, are, there are less McGann's than Troutons, I'd say. <laughs> I think there's about 15 McGann's, but there's about yeah. 48,000 Troutons <laughs> currently working. <laughs> Some of whom don't know they're a Troughton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, they're all doing well, right? Because there's the Troughton mm. who's in the Fast Show, who sort of does the sort of supporting parts in the Fast Show as well. Um, he might be the one for the New Statesman, I'm not sure. But yeah, mm. they're mm. everywhere. Mm. Wow. Um, so then we cut to the TARDIS, um, and yeah. Joe Grant is all doled up for a date with Mike Yates. Yeah, they're going to the cinema, aren't they? They are. Yes. Um, I think that date will end in a handshake. Uh, uh, I'll but... just say something else then. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame that they've cut the scene before with Yates cutting a hole in the popcorn box. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was under the impression that Joe might be barking up the wrong tree with, with uh, Mike Yates. I, I, did, I didn't oh, know whether that... Okay. Right. I would say barking up the wrong Forest of Dean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I read something interesting about Katie Manning, which I had to tell you both in our secret WhatsApp group. Is that yes, indeed. She briefly dated Jimi Hendrix. Mm. That's amazing. How's about Absolutely that then? Amazing. I mean, at this point, he's been dead for two years, so yeah. it's irrelevant. But I just thought I'd bring it up. That's... I'd imagine at one point he probably picked her up and played guitar with her. Yeah, she's so small. He set fire to her. It was awful. <laughs> There's that weird thing about Jimmy I bet he played her with his teeth, eh? <laughs> oh. Oh. Smashed an amp with her. Yeah. <laughs> they purged we didn't get there first. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. He I put um... her out. <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously there's that rumour that Hendrix also did uh, played guitar on the Likely Lads theme tune, which I think is now being disproved, right? Mm, yeah. Yes, I yes. think that might be officially bullshit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I like the fact that Hendrix sort of circles this weird bit of like 70s telly that well, he's constantly involved in it. Well, it's possible because the, the, the Likely... Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Liver Birds. Carry on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, it's they a might... bit like when someone says to you, did you know that you know the Mamas and the Papas wrote John Craven's Newsroom theme? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they didn't. They did not. It was no, they, did. they did. Yes. It was Bob Holmes, as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> did it on a mandolin. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now, I would say I mm. um, I love this era and I love this mm. TARDIS, but the, the old uh, blown up uh, blister pack um, uh, wall of the TARDIS is looking a bit shoddy uh, yeah, in this um, thing. It's not looking its best, but uh, but nevertheless, it's quite quite exciting. And they get out of the TARDIS, and and it only goes and falls down a bloody cliff. Yeah, no, it's, and it's the first test flight, apparently, according to the Doctor. That's right. Yeah, it's test flight, and he's already parked it on a ledge. Yeah, <laughs> and it looks like when it's when he's been trying to fix it, he's been keeping it outdoors in the rain because it looks yeah. fucked. <laughs> it really well, does. He, he it? does say it's peeling a... off, and everything. I know he mm. does say there's a tiny fault in the in the interstitial beam synthesizer. Oh, I don't know what that means, but he has, no. he's got a little thing in his pocket, hasn't he? He takes that. He also um, says that it's indestructible, so it's fine. 
That's fine. <laughs> they, have to, they have to write that in because when it falls down the cliff, it looks like it went into about 3,000 pieces. <laughs> Don't worry, Joe. The TARDIS is indestructible. Uh, yes, yeah, that's just a, a, a model that's... Uh, <laughs> There's some model maker just, just panicking as that thing sort of bounces down the, uh, down the hill. Yeah, I mean, it looks great. I love... It I looks think brilliant. You, you're convinced that we're on this alien world and I think, it, yeah, and, and they look in proper danger and stuff. I think if you haven't brilliant. seen it, it looks like the opening credits to the TV series Nightmare. Yes. <laughs> and there's a lovely sort of two, three minute section of the Doctor and Joe climbing up the sheer side of a mountain. Mm, with, yeah. a, with a hairdryer on their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their face. <laughs> I think it looked really, it oh, looks it's quite amazing. convincing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks good. And also I would say, I really like, for the most part in this, I think Pertwee and Joe... Why am I using uh, the Doctor and Joe? Sorry, mm, mm. Um, they I, I like their relationship in this one. It's There's not a fantastic. lot of fantastic, isn't yeah. it? Mm. They're just they're getting on and they mm. seem to really like each other. And um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I find this one. I wish they'd sort of gone with this more rather than the kind of slightly more bossy um, version yeah. of you know that Perts we gave him. He says something to her at the end, which we'll get to later. But he says when he mm. says it to her, I was like, oh, yeah. Lovely. But yeah, there's some mm. some really nice moments in this, and so so yeah, so they're climbing mm. the the hill. Meanwhile, we meet uh, one of Doctor <clears> Who's <throat> sort of most, I guess, infamous. I love this character. I think this is a really fun and uh. Uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. No, it's Alpha brilliant. Alpha Centauri. Yeah, you mean Alpha the, Centauri, aka the Mekon's cock. <laughs> I think you mean an acorn's erection. Yeah. <laughs> a sh- a- a shifty coppice. Yeah. <laughs> the thing's microphone. Yeah. <laughs> a gnome's tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> An egg on a fun run. <laughs> <laughs> a big green willy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Someone has been feeding a monoid, uh, and it is it is kind of <laughs> looking like this. I really like Alpha Centauri. I the think voice, that's... though, is that, <laughs> it's an interesting choice. I'll yeah. say that. I think it's a brilliant choice because um, they could have so easily gone down there, that's all. <laughs> and said so they just thought, should we let's give it to John Inman and give him some helium? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a librarian in a tumble dryer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Basically, it's, it's 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 basically the alien equivalent of Michelle Dotrice and some others do out yes. there. Yes. Oh, yes. Frank! Oh, Frank! <laughs> oh, when he hulks out. Yeah. Well, they're gonna kill like, Dotrice. Oh no! God, and the whoopsie in the control room. He, he if if they sh- if the TARDIS was falling down, he'd be in it, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh. On the horror skates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! I well, really I, like the delegate of Alpha Centauri. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. It's just the uh, the voice took me a few minutes to get used to. Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? And mm. and of course, um, still going strong. The name of the uh, the uh, voice of Alpha Centauri. I cannot mm. for the life of me remember. Isan uh, Churchman. Isan Churchman. Yeah. Isan, um, who reprised the role uh, quite recently mm. um, ah. in uh, yeah, Empress of Mars? She's ninety five years young. Whoa! Yeah. And unfortunately, she reprised the role in EastEnders. And it yeah. really, really sticks out. <laughs> oh, come on, my pub! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Ange! Oh. <laughs> I was going to be a total slag! <laughs> a bogey um, in a fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're talking about bogeys in fishbowls, uh, then yeah, uh. we meet the other, so. <laughs> I mean, what so the yes. fuck is this? <laughs> it looks I, like Ke- it's Ken Dodd. Really- 
has been <laughs> grasped by voodoo natives. <laughs> Head shrunk and put in a fishbowl. <laughs> I think it's a really brave, mad choice for an yeah. alien. Yeah. Yes. Because it's also, Arcturus is so unlikable. It's green, and then Alpha Centauri is green, mm. and mm. then we meet the Ice Warriors who are green. Mm. <laughs> just, sometimes they just mesh into one omni-green thing. Yeah. <laughs> just make one blue or silver or something. Just just give them a little bit of a dip. But anyway, that's my only yes. quibble. I like the fact that he sort of spumes out sort of like... <laughs> that sort of horrible fairy liquid inside his dome. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hor- the character's horrible, right? Because the first mm. thing, like, he turns up and everyone says, welcome, Doctor, and everything. And then he's like, you're a light. And it's, he's just sort of so curt and horrible, um, oh, yeah. which I quite enjoyed. Um, he blows up something. He does. Oh. <laughs> to prove that he's, uh, he, you know, he can handle himself. Yeah. He's armed and dangerous, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. handy. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the fact that I can barely move for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't get upset the fact that it's basically a chemical toilet with a colander over it. <laughs> Imagine queuing for a pint and he's behind you. Be... You go oh, first. You go yeah, first. Have I, got any, have I got any spare change? <laughs> oh, God, this is take forever. Can you mash up those pork scratchings? <laughs> <laughs> Just pour it down the chute. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyone fancy a game of pool? I don't know how you're going to do this. Oh, I might stick around for this. Could you put the 50p down for me? <laughs> And hold the cue. Wrong slot. Oh. <laughs> anyway. And then, uh, yeah, the, the, the Fonz walks in and gives him a whack. And, then, uh, <laughs> and he turns good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the to complete the triumvirate of annoying sounding aliens, mm. you've got uh, you've got uh, the the uh, ice war the leader of the ice warriors who every yes. every time he's walking, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone seen a documentary on Netflix called Murder Among the Mormons? No. Not yet. Ah, oh, well, there's a guy in it who sounds like an ice warrior. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think right. of when Ooh. I was watching this. If I was going to watch that, then I immediately go, he did it. He did mm. it. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah. it. The guy who sounds like a fucking ice warrior. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so does the doctor, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yes, well, indeed. Because indeed. They find a secret tunnel that leads them up to the, the surface, mm-hmm. um, yes. a secret door, and that's very fun. Um, and so, so, yeah, they arrive at this uh, this very heated... Um, yeah, because uh, they're waiting the, for the Earth delegate to arrive. Yes, that's exactly. Right. They must have come by British Rail. We'll get to yeah. you later. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they have to. They have to sort of. They, they think on their feet, and they pretend to be the Earth delegates. Oh God, I fun. love. I love this. I love it's it. amazing. So the doctor good, introduces isn't it? her as the Princess Josephine of Tardis. That's yeah, right. that's so funny. Oh, that's and, and I love Pertwee's. It's beautiful acting. Pertwee's face all the way through this when he's like, "Oh, I'm going to have to think on my feet," and then they're like, "Oh, so you must be from the Earth." delegation and he's like uh, yeah yes and yeah. there's a lovely bit where he suddenly realizes that he has to be subservient mm. to joe <laughs> like, oh god i'm shot myself in the foot of you and joe yeah. loves it joe She's loves so it yeah. good. and katie oh, manning gets a cliff, really... you prick yeah <laughs> katie manning yes, gets really like flex doesn't she and like yeah. be do some acting and it's really good mm. um so yeah so she becomes the princess and um and so a lot of arguing continues in the throne room before they decide they're going to leave the throne room for some reason um, yeah. And in doing so, we get our first cliffhanger, which is when the statue of Agador plummets towards them. Mm. Yes, or oh, the statue of Ulf, alien life form. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. He saw a cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guy who plays the King of Peladon, that's mm. Piers, isn't it, from um, uh, Alan Bastard? No, it's his brother. Oh, it's his brother. Yeah. Okay, I genuinely yeah. thought it was him. No. 
He's got a fancy get up and he's got thigh yeah. high boots. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a very short shorts. Showing a bit of thighs. Yeah. Lovely, isn't he? Yeah. It's King very <laughs> mm-hmm. And he um, immediately fancies Joe as well, doesn't he? Of course he does. He does. He's uh, having a bit I of mean, that. <laughs> I mean, if you think about on Peladon, he's had Hepesh and uh, and Torbis and no one else really. No. <laughs> so, I mean, Joe Hepesh. could look. I think he was really he was cracking onto Alpha Centauri before Joe arrived. It was that that desperate a time. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, he must be like being in prison when he sees a woman, he's just like, oh. oh. Well, he was eyeing up the uh, delegate from Octurus for a bit, thinking, yeah. yeah. This <laughs> I mean, the, the bowl is curvy, it'll work, we can make it work. Hi there, I'm Yasmin Akram. Join myself and my friend Philippa Dunn each week for our podcast, We Heart Worry a show about cars and their engines. Obviously not. It's a show where we talk about our fears, our worries and our anxieties in a bid to help you with yours. And we just have a laugh as well. So join us. There's nothing to be scared of. I promise. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, yeah, luckily no one is killed in the plummeting um, no, Agador statue. No. Um, so they all go back into the throne room um, where um, Hepesh... Uh, uh, where, am I, where am I going here? Um, yes, and so so we sort of get the first bit of, um, you know, there's some seedy stuff going on. People aren't to be trusted. Yeah, yeah. And, we get, and we get the usual ever since you turned up. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, well, hang on, there's three other fucking delegates here. Yeah, <laughs> they've been here long. So, yeah, uh, come on. Oh, yeah. can I just say something really quickly, just because I doubted myself on the Troughton fact? Mm. You know, you said this Troughton from this was in the Doctor Who episode with Father Christmas. Uh, oh no, not. Uh, oh, hang on, there is a Troughton, but I don't yeah, know which that, Troughton. That's the new statesman, Piers. Ah, Troughton. there we go. There Interesting. It is. Okay, right. We're squaring the circle with all the Troughtons. Yes, uh, sorry. That's, that's a very confusing <laughs> thing to get into. No, but it's good. There'll be people listening to this who'll be... There'll be Troughton, um, <laughs> Troughton kind of historians who'll be furious. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why I thought I'd double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. There'll be people saying, the box of delights, and, and we'll, get, we'll get in a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah. The, so, se- the secret journey of the Doctor. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I'm convinced it's canon. not want to upset the delight crowd. Yeah. No. <laughs> mm. The walls oh. are running, guys. Oh, oh. Um, 
then then we get kind of there's a bit of a they all sort of split off into their separate rooms and things and they have a they chat. They all do some snooping. Mm. They do some lovely snooping. Snooping. <laughs> and it's Joe, find, Joe finds a flibbity gibbet. <laughs> well, isn't there this weird bit where the doctor's talking to the Trouton King? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and gives Joe an eye signal and she sneaks back yeah. through the tunnel mm-hmm. and yeah. then finds where the statue was and finds like a a little bit of electric circuitry on yes. the floor. A flibbity-gibbet. Mm. A flibbity-gibbet. Mm. Which turns um, out to be a, an electronic key. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And what I like is um, they're sort of discussing it amongst themselves. They're like, who could have done this? And <laughs> John Pertwee basically says, it's not Arcturus because he's fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not, mm. that guy is not doing anything. No. <laughs> Apart from a spin cycle. Exactly. <laughs> 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 exactly and that's where we find out also that Alpha Centauri is a hermaphrodite uh, he- uh, uh, hexapod yes. hexapod yeah. hectopod yes and um, then suddenly he has his life support cube stolen that's, that's, <laughs> to be fair that's the, the doctor's very nice way of saying he can go fuck himself <laughs> I reckon the detergent uh, got mixed in with yeah. the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want that scene to play out that they find out that he's you know broken when the doctor's standing there with no keks on and his trousers. He's, <laughs> he's feeding his trousers into it. Oh, I'm so sorry, dear chap. I thought you were in a washing machine. Oh, yeah, there's, sorry. there's that amazing scene which they cut where they go delicate Octorus runs bare to with Calgon. <laughs> <laughs> There's an alien called Calgon in it. <laughs> uh, John Pertwee's trying to put a 50p in him to get a Twix out. <laughs> <laughs> if you press B3 on Octurus, let me cup and tea. <laughs> well, I tried to fix him, Joe, by putting yeah. the circus together. All I got was a cup of hot bovril. <laughs> <laughs> All I got was a Twix, one finger. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a middle one as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, they do that. <laughs> you Twix's it. middle finger. <laughs> give, give hunger the middle finger. Yeah, so he's been sabotaged. He's, he's been, been sabotaged. sabotaged. I mean, it's and very easy to sabotage him. him. Yes, thank goodness. Yeah. And he sends Joe to check, because he basically says at this point, Look, those ice warriors are cunts. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them. Go and search their room. Mm. Yes, that's why. So, so she does. She goes snooping. She hides behind some lovely tapestries. Um, yeah. But she, uh, she, the tapestries. She, I uh, am Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets caught. She gets caught by the ice warrior because her feet are sticking yeah. out the bottom. She's yeah. got pink shoes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's playing a guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one man band. She's got a full one man band. On. <laughs> Side note: Casey Manning's costume in this, and her her old sort of the makeup and everything else in her hair. I just think she looks absolutely stunning. Yes, she looks like a princess, Tom. She does. Mm. Thank goodness. Thank mm. goodness. She she looks like a princess in this one. Yeah. It's when she has to play a princess. Uh, unawares. What's really weird about this scene is she gets she gets sort of like, "What are you doing in our room?" Mm. Sort mm. of thing. Mm. They have a bit of a sort of conflab, and then she and then they leave, and she just oh, go out the window then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And does good acting because she has to go onto quite a high table in a, dr- a very low, a very um, wafty, know, wafty, wafty dress. Wafty dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, she manages to just tomb raider her way out of that room. Which <laughs> is yeah. really fun. Yeah, mm. I think that's. And so, as the, as the ice warrior's like locked her in or something because then they're like, I think the Earth, this uh, Earth princess is up to something. Mm. Um, but she's, um, yeah, she's crept out. Mm. Uh, and she's, uh, she, yeah, she's trying to escape. 
Um, meanwhile, the Doctor stumbles across the tomb of Agador. Mm. Mm. Which is literally just two doors down. <laughs> it really yeah, is. And an, another elf statue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a strong um, <laughs> dragonfire vibe in this, which is like, there is. you're meant to believe that you've gone so far deep under the city, but it's all about about two minutes away. Yeah. 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 yeah the yeah. geography makes no yeah. sense. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes, if you're sat in the throne, to throne room, you can sometimes see the ears of Agadon just poking <laughs> up to the floor. <laughs> I love the fact that, that David Troughton's never explored beyond like I mean, one corridor. Yeah. <laughs> he literally goes from the throne room to mm. another room. Uh, but it's, it, but for, we're meant to believe it's this vast labyrinthian castle but he doesn't yeah. know anything about it no and it's so easy to get into the sort of the catacombs isn't it but he's yeah. never never really had an explore joe and the doctor have been there five minutes in the yeah. Garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a huge neon sign with an arrow going yeah. catacombs this way i'm guessing he's, <laughs> guessing he's just not curious man no, no. <laughs> he likes his throne room he doesn't want to move from there no he's good. well he has got the only chair so yeah you <laughs> would stay there yeah yeah he's like a german tourist on holiday i'm bagsy in that yeah <laughs> i say the musical chair games in that cast yeah shit. <laughs> gonna be easier now that torbis is dead but exactly still, yeah. <laughs> you've but now I'm got down. a 50 percent chance but yeah <laughs> but i'm not leaving the chair so. yeah, yeah. So, you're still so fine. let's so let's play no one no one no one no one <laughs> Can we not get a stereo instead of that? Earth yeah. Just sing that song. Oh, wow. We're mm. so close to it as well. I'm mm, excited mm, about that mm, bit. Mm, mm. So, yes, the Doctor stumbles across the, the inner sanctum, the tomb of Agador, and touches a statue. And for Hepesh, that's enough. He's furious. Yeah, how um, dare you? Yeah, how dare you be here? So, in a in a thing which I think is not a great move for like a diplomatic mission, um, Hepesh is like, "Oh, you're, we're going to kill you." <laughs> yeah, uh, which is, immediate recourse. Shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't the doctor say diplomatic immunity? Yes, like in um, Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon Two. 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, he doesn't stumble that at all. Instead, obviously, you've got uh, uh, old uh, King Peladon, who's been a bit wet at this point and doesn't want, yeah. you know, he says, sorry, whatever Hepesh says goes. So yeah, he's going to have to die. Mm. Um, but then they, they reach a compromise, which is not a great compromise, which is it will be trial by combat. With the king's champion called Grum. Grum. <laughs> who, by the way, we did see earlier. We didn't mention it. We did see he, it was him who pushed the statue over. It was. Yeah. Yes. So by by orders of there. someone. So we know he's yeah. in on it somehow, but we later find out he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. And you, um, uh, at that point, when they say trial by combat, you can see Pertwee, like, he's so happy, isn't he? Oh, he's thinking, can I run him over with a motorbike? <laughs> Hovercraft. <laughs> Is that in the budget? Yeah, can we get a hovercraft in it? <laughs> I think we should chop his head off with a helicopter. John, <laughs> there are no helicopters on Peladon. I believe there should be a Brompton in this scene. No, no not, we're not doing it. I'm so sorry, Mr. A JCB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's, Joe, meanwhile, is begging Peladon. She's, and then he mm. talks about an interplanetary alliance. And I thought, I've never heard a kill that before. Mm. Oh, um, <laughs> well, he, and he wants to marry her immediately. He does. He's going to kill her. Her sort of, um, her, what uh, you know, the person who's sort of there is her, her ward. Aide. Her ward. Thank mm. you. Mm. Um, and and he wants to marry her, which is yeah. That's he's he, he, maybe he's learned like from the game or something how to uh, how to pick up women, and that's yeah. like negging or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. No, <laughs> but he did. He, to be fair, he doesn't gaslight her or anything. He's he's that he's, is true. He's just wet, as you say. Yeah, he's yeah, not, yeah. He's not malicious. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the uh, the gaslights they they scare off Agador, don't they? Oh, hey. <laughs> hey! Also, they lead to the secret passages. So. Exactly. <laughs> and I love the fact that, that that Joe and the King are sort of having this sort of little contretemps, this sort of to and fro. Please help mm. me, Lala. And I love you. And then, meanwhile, the Doctor is having a chat with Hepesh, laying resplendent on a fur rug like he's about to do a Playboy shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Hepesh is going to let him free, right? He's got like a plan to sort of free him. Mm. Um, yes. And there's this there's this chat where Hepesh says of joining the Interplanetary Alliance, we would rather be cave dwellers and free. And I thought that's the kind of thing that someone says to um, to O'Brien, isn't it? To James O'Brien. Um, mm. When he's like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's there on the LBC being like, okay, so you're telling me that uh, you'd rather be a cave dweller than free. <laughs> oh, okay, mate. Okay. 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 <laughs> Uh, that sounds like solid logic there. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you for about 20 minutes why you're wrong. <laughs> Can I get a word in edgeways? No, afraid not, mate. No. Um, <laughs> I just don't understand it. Okay. Uh, That's his okay, decision. Okay. okay. <laughs> Buy my new book. It's called Why I'm More Clever Than Everybody Else. <laughs> Available from very clever publishers. Open, open brackets, okay, close brackets. <laughs> Okay, okay, next caller. Please be a racist. (laughs) I want to go viral. (laughs) James O'Brien sorted. Tick. Done. You see, the left can laugh at themselves. Put in his place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so yeah, so Hepes lets the doctor escape. Meanwhile, um, Joe and, um, is it, well, I can't pronounce this, is it Islia? Islia, yeah. Islia. Are having a chat as well. <laughs> they're uh, they're chatting and uh, they're trying to. So he, she's sort of doing the diplomatic stuff. She, it's quite you know it's quite yeah, a good scene. Yeah. Um, that's you know there's some some really fun. There's a bit of actual some proper satire going on here, which is quite fun. Mm. Um, but then then I think oh. the thing that everyone remembers from this story happens, which is the Doctor having escaped disappears into the catacombs, comes across a quite well realized Agador. It's mm. it's lit in the dark, and mm. I think actually that costume and that rendering of the the, the monster is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It, mm. it just it just needed a bit more size and bulk to it. <laughs> it also, did, yes. another sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> even when it's doing nothing, it's going. <laughs> you'd, you'd like like a small growl or a, yeah, you know, like yeah, a, a, a little snuffle here or there, but yes, no, it's, it's just got one, one mode, record. <laughs> And then John Pertwee does. I mean, th- this is why you get John Pertwee to be mm. your your hero, right? Because he this just, is pure yeah. class. Mm. Yeah. Um, can uh, can I, Paul? Can I get you to give us a little a little blast of uh, of the Venusian lullaby? It's something along the lines of. <laughs> It's a thing of absolute beauty. It is. And, and at number one this week on Top of the It's Naroon, Naroon, Naroon. With Pan's people. Oh, Garjay yeah. would have done it, yeah. With Pan's people all dressed as Agador behind him. Yeah, all oh going to sleep. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Naroon, 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 The stage could have been a giant replica of the thing he's hypnotising it with. The, oh, that The spinning so pendant. Oh, ah! Alpha Centauri could have had like a, a in the middle eight had like a rap breakdown <laughs> right, <so that laughs> with a sideways baseball cap on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need Alpha Centauri, and I'm here to sing. <laughs> <laughs> 
This, the delicate conference is not going my way. That's a really painful, <laughs> awful. The little washing machine bloke struggles out and he goes, break it down. <laughs> He's got a record inside his tongue. People's, They're people's spinning on top of it. With his tongue. Yeah. Scratching it with his own tongue. <laughs> I mean, it's all there. It's all there. What a Ice warriors come out and break down. Helmets go new, flying off. It's a brand new number one this week for John Pertwee and the Naroon Naroon Naroons. No, I'm sad that never happened. Given this, yeah, like you say, the stuff that John Pertwee did release, that is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> that oh. never went anywhere. Ice warriors moonwalking at the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's all there. Body it popping. <laughs> Doing the robot. Yeah. Or getting the robot from the later Tom Baker episode they haven't made yet to come out and do the robot. <laughs> to do the it, giant robot. It'd be a great thing. And then Pertwee, right, right towards the end, he opens up Octurus like a tumble dryer and puts on a cape. <laughs> <laughs> nice and dry. <laughs> That's how he finishes it. Nice. I'm quite fly. <laughs> There's, here's mud in your eye. Oh! <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> What a shame that never came to pass. No. Um, but no, instead... Push to be Square did go to number one. That's <laughs> yes. the reason. Yeah. And Agador. Agador. Uh, <laughs> oh, door, door. Scare people in the tunnels. <laughs> Push the TARDIS off the cliff. Nice. <laughs> um, but then we get a moment which is back to old Joe and the Doctor, where Joe turns mm. up and, and in all good intentions, frightens off Agador. Mm. Mm. At which point the doctor's like, "Oh, Joe! Oh, you prick!" Yeah, yeah. He, he does. He does resort to type very briefly, doesn't he? He yeah, does. He does. Yeah. yeah. Which is a shame because in this one he's actually, um, yeah, he's he's been quite. You know, they've got a really nice dynamic. In his defence, though, it's fairly justified considering he's just calmed the monster that's murdering and scaring everybody in the entire yeah. castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was getting somewhere, Joe. Oh, God damn it, Joe. And what, um, what, what is great about Joe's journey in this is because the Doctor's already told it, um, oh, these are ice warriors, some, some of the most dangerous, um, you know, warriors in existence. She's like, mm. right. And then she spends most of the episodes sort of interacting with them and then mm. sort of ends up becoming friends and like a confidant to yeah, them. And they, yeah, they do like this it. lovely They do this lovely switcheroo from going like from warlike people to actually people who want genuinely get peace sorted and want to do it fairly and it's, it's like oh yeah it's a nice, nice twist it's sort of you know the, the sort of thing star trek 6 explored with the greatest warriors now becoming diplomats and yeah Hello. Like, wanting yeah. peace with the rest of the federation and all that kind of stuff it's a bit I of like a nuanced it. story isn't it it's yeah. quite nice in that way yeah um and the then sort we'll... of thing doctor who's good at tom it, it is <laughs> <laughs> This is why we watch it. This is why mm. we're fans. Mm. Uh, for anyone asking after the last three that we did, why are you fans? <laughs> we were asking the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then there's the battle. Then there's the trial by combat. Um, oh. And barring some some obvious stunt double work, mm. I lo- this is on film. Mm. It's, it's amazing. It, mm-hmm. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. It gets um, a little bit women in love. Yeah. <laughs> Slow motion, sort of two men just sweating and grunting yeah, into yeah, each yeah. other. It's not, it's not as bad as the t- uh, the two doctors one. Uh, the three doctors when the three he's doctors, when he, beg yes, your pardon. Yeah. when he's battling Omega's brain and it's a weird yeah. goblin thing. It's yeah. all slow motion, weird. Oh yeah, yeah. gladiators ready, mm. yeah. doctor ready. <laughs> no, no, no. This is at least serving a purpose in terms of the story, but the, yeah. it yeah. shows that the doctor is a hard 
double hard bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beat the king's champion, but also has, um, you know, he says, "I won't kill you, Grum." Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Which is, I mean, imagine I'll if that... kiss you instead. But then... <laughs> oh. <laughs> if it had gone the other way, though, can you imagine just like an episode of Doctor Who where he he has Grum there and he's like defeated him and he just like stabs him in the neck. It's like Grum. <laughs> I beat him. Well, I thought oh, that's where it was going for a minute. Oh, really? Because he puts his neck through the... Um, yeah. Puts his head through the rope, sort ring. Of rope ring. And, and he looks like he's going to stamp on his back and break his neck. <laughs> oh, God! Yeah. Oh, so dark. Slit yeah. his throat and piss on him. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> Shit They're down like, his throat. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like looking down on him, going, "Okay, Doctor, stop now." Okay, okay, yes, you won, you won. Yeah. Why are you running around with his severed leg between your legs, showing the size of my cock? <laughs> Luckily, he spares Grun, mm, the yeah. lovely Grun. Yeah. But then we get our next cliffhanger. Yes, I'm not quite sure what like the cliffhanger itself is quite confusing as to what mm. what we're meant to think is happening and what the motivations are. Yeah. Um, but the upshot of it is that <laughs> the Arcturus is, I mean, just sort of splattered more so than usual. Mm. Um, and uh, and yeah, and because the the ice warriors have shot him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very and so yeah, Which, he explodes. again, as you say, is quite confusingly done. Yes. It's because they're all green to... and it's really badly lit, so you can't see what's, what's happening. You know? Yeah, what? I think it is, yeah. 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 And you're not quite so, okay, that's, yeah, they've got the gun, and then obviously, I mean, sure it looks like that anyway. When Arturus is, like, he's dead, you're like, oh, that's kind of what you look like to begin with. Like, he was never yeah, the best-looking alien. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this, obviously, then, the, all the d- diplomacy and everything, it's a tinderbox. It's a political oh, tinderbox. Um, and... Yeah, there is. Um, and Hepesh at this point, uh, he um, he's sort of leading an uprising, much like um, a uh, you know another political thing that happened recently. He's gonna like he's raising an army to storm the capital, basically, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they sort of work out that what Hepesh has done is he's are there lots of agadors. The implication is he sort of went to a forest where there's loads of agadors, yeah. and he got, he got an agador and then put it in the catacombs. Mm. That is <laughs> sure. what they say. Yeah, <laughs> but we know we know that Hepesh wants to create a federation conflict. Yes, Ooh. yeah, um, yeah. He there, you know, he there are echoes of, of of sort of Farage in this, aren't there? He sort of wants he's uh, uh, stirring the pot, and yeah. he um, yeah, that's all very interesting. Um, and so so yeah. Meanwhile, they they reach a unanimous decision that jo, Joe's been doing some good um, sort of brinkmanship work, and she sort of managed to get them all to reach a, a decision. Um, and then there's discussion about marriage to King Peladon, which she's not too happy about. Or she is. I don't marriage. know. She likes. Oh yeah, it's all a bit mm. dodge, isn't it? But like, during she all likes this, Hypesh has towed. Um, is he called Grun? Grun. Yeah. So, um, for some reason, he, he's going to go and block the secret passage with one of his kidney stones. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I don't yeah. know why yeah, yeah. he's no. sent to do that, but he does that, and he does that very well. He does well. that. That's been done. Yeah. Um, and a commun- is there? And then the communications that they use to um, to get there because all their ships are in orbit, and yes. I think the Ice Warrior discovers that the communicator has been smashed to bits. Yes, it's been mm. destroyed. Um, <gasps> been destroyed by Colin Baker in uh, Terror of the Birdlings. <laughs> <laughs> As if it was just him holding an axe. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> With one of Alpha Centauri's arms in a bat. Yeah. <laughs> not yet, Colin, not yet. Yes, yeah, you'll, you'll have your time. You'll have your time. Um, 
so yeah, so then there's an insurrection happening where yeah. um, that you know Hepesh is getting all of these sort of badger men um, to to storm the throne room. <laughs> they um, do look like badger men. Yeah, they do. Even yeah. more so in Monster of Peladon, where obviously they're all miners, and so that that sort of mm. subtext is is played out even more clearly. Mm. Um, and then, but so yeah, all the all, it's all kicking off, and there's a big fight in the throne room, which again doesn't look too bad. Actually, oh, that's all right. Not yeah. bad. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is interrupted when the Doctor says, "Stop everyone," because I've got because Agatha. Here and he's got Agador and he's holding him by his horn mm-hmm. um, and he's leading him around by his horn and, and he he's says very John Pertwee. He's saying, "Come on, Agador, old chap." Yeah, yeah. Mm. walkies. Oh, that's so mm. nice. Yeah, um, Agador, as is as per, kills Hepesh mm-hmm. um, as you'd expect, mm. um, and and uh, sort of from then on, what what you get in this, which I think is quite nice, is sort of you get quite a prolonged period of sort of a coda of this mm. like usually a lot of Doctor Who stories end far too quickly think about like Warriors of the Deep where everyone just dies and then the Doctor <laughs> says oh shit and then it, <laughs> and it ends yeah, really yeah. quickly <laughs> yeah yeah um, whereas this there's quite a lot of kind of there's a few scenes so first of all you get the Doctor and Agador which is so nice it's like a lovely scene where um, you know the, tr- the sort of now tame Agador and the Doctor are sort of having a nice little thing and they f- see the TARDIS again um, and that that's nice and then you have a really nice scene with uh, Joe and King Joe Peladon King, yeah, it's really mm. nice. That it's quite touchy. She gives him a little kiss, like to say, like yeah. I, I, was, I was almost tempted at one point to stay. It's a bit time and... bandits. Yes, I suppose uh, it Kevin is. wants yeah. to stay with Agamemnon, Agamemnon, whatever he's called. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then, um, and then the Doctor touches a microwave and explodes. Yeah, um, and uh, and ruins my childhood. So that is the. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the touching moment because she has that temptation to stay, mm. and then Peladon's like, anyway, I've got to go. It's the coronation, and then the uh, uh, Doctor says. Do you want to watch the coronation? I've only ever seen one, which was Queen Elizabeth the First's. Mm. Oh no, is it? I missed hers, but I saw Victoria's. I can't remember which Victoria. one. Victoria. Yes. And then yeah. what's lovely? Nice. Right at the end, the real Earth delegates turn up. Like, well, here we are mm. for the talk. Mm. And yes. Then Joe, yeah. And then Joe and Doctor like, oh, we got a scarper. And it's and then they've chosen that like the the woman who's doing it is quite Thatchery, isn't she? Yeah. She's got like uh, she's got that sort of hawkish Thatcher Thatcherish look, which is I think it's very nice. Yeah. Um, and we get the Doctor What Doctor Doctor Who. Um, oh. Yes. Which is fun. Like you'd you get that joke I think once a season in Classic Who, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which made it satisfying. Whereas there was a point when in, in the modern you know, one more where recently, it's, yeah, it's every episode, isn't it? Every five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's also that touching moment where he, <clears throat> he says to Joe, you know, were you tempted to stay? And she says, mm. you know, I, I was happy. And then he says, well, I'd be quite sad if you did. Yes. And then he oh. spits and in her of, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a forward echo, isn't it? Because obviously she will eventually... Um, yeah. Uh, she will eventually go off with, a, you know, someone who she meets on an adventure. Um, but so you sort of get the feeling that she's sort of being a bit tempted. Mm. Oh, maybe I could yeah. have a life outside yeah, the TARDIS. Yeah, I was going to say, because this is kind of... Is it the green death where she leaves? It is, yeah. Yeah, she go, he drops her off at that party and it's quite an emotional little moment, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And this is the same. And like, because they've been friends this episode, this doesn't feel false. It doesn't really... No, it's, no. it's really nice and so yeah they escape and uh, and the earth delegate looks shocked mm. end of episode mm. oh they depart oh. yes yeah oh, that's wonderful it's I, I just i i watched this one twice um uh in sort of quite quick succession and i think it's just there's so much to like about it yeah um it's really engaging and you know the plot cracks along it's four episodes but they really move at a pace yeah mm. Mm. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's there's weird and crazy monsters. It's a bit like the Star Wars cantina in that sense. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. imaginative. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I I'm a huge fan of uh, of the Curse of Peloton, and you can mm. see why they wanted to bring it back for a sequel. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can. It's an interesting world, isn't it? Yeah. So we need to score this baby out of a hundred mm. something. Um, oh yeah, what's it going to be? Well, I. Yeah, yeah, tumble dryers, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Arcturus tumble dryers. Yeah, Arcturus tumble dryers. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Right, so, Tom, uh, you go first. I shall go first. Okay, so, uh, yeah, like I say, I really like this one. Um, I think it's very imaginative. I, I, I do like Alpha Centauri as well. That's very divisive. It's a curate's egg and looks a bit mm. like a curate's egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm, I'm going to score this one high. I'm going to score it 86. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Mm. Um, I'll go next. next. I don't mind. Um, I'm completely in in agreement. It's beautiful, beautiful Pertwee Who. It looks Mm -hmm. sumptuous. It's so much fun. In the first five minutes, you've got the TARDIS tumbling away to be destroyed. That, to me, is enough to make me cry forever. Oh, my God, the TARDIS is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it's got action. It's got fighting. It's got delegates. It's got treachery. It's like a murder mystery whodunit. It's um, Mm -hmm. endless aliens, endless debating, a big wet egg for a king. It's got a big big monster. It's just got everything that I need in Doctor Who. Joe Mm. is absolutely brilliant in it and really Mm. holds her own. In fact, it's more her story than it is um, Pertwee's, weirdly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's so nice for a companion to take the centre stage for some parts of the episode. It's tied up really lovely. I like the fact that they're going to stay and hang around and almost celebrate their success and then when the mm. real Earth delegates turn up they're like, shit, we got to get out of here. Cause, <laughs> cause you can imagine they go, hang on, so you were imposters, so this is all your fault. Oh my God, kill them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they have disappeared. So I And I uh, I love it so um, I just wish they weren't all green, but who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. It's fine, and I'm gonna. I'm right up with you. I'm gonna give it eighty Octurus tumble dryer washing machine combos <laughs> out of a hundred. It's so much fun. <clears throat> well, I will because we are something of an echo chamber sometimes. Yes, I will echo both of what you said uh-huh. uh, from both of you. I think it was brilliant, and I couldn't. Yay. I couldn't take my eyes off it, and mm-hmm. I loved every I. second of it. Mm-hmm. I. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go quite high. I'm going to give it 90. Yay! Uh, I would give it more, mm-hmm. but for some confusing moments of direction, like you say with the cliffhanger yes. in episode three, I think it was. Mm. Um, but I love Pertwee so much, and I love him and Joe together. Yeah. And everything about this story was fun. So I'm going to give it 90 Arcturus wow. Tumble Dryers out of 100. S- so that is 256 oh, Arturus Trumbull guys out of healthy, 300. healthy score, mm. that is. It cool. really is. And like, I think uh, this might not be one that I try and I'd show someone to convince them to watch Doctor Who. It's maybe you need to be in, but like, I think if you're trying to distill sort of a, a very Doctor Who-y story that's just very well done, very well executed and really fun, then yeah, I think I think this is one of them. Mm. Um Oh yeah, no. I just it was it was really fun, and it's really it's yeah. I think it's it's sort of a triumph in that sense. The hmm. story has a be- it has a genuine through line, and that's sometimes rare yeah. in some of the Doctor Who's. It's all a bit, and and then that happened, and and then and it's the end now. <laughs> bye. Whereas this actually yeah. has a lovely through line to it all, and um, it, you know, to have a murder mystery on an alien planet all thrown into one, it's just really lovely classic. Who, yes, isn't it? it's brilliant fun. You know, where there's lots of red herrings everywhere. And, yeah, yeah. Green, yes. well, yeah. Green herrings, yeah. Green, Green herrings. herrings. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, of course, the Dr. Zeus version of this story. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you can bloody read Dr. Zeus anymore. No. Thanks, cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. thanks, left-wing woke agents. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got someone else on the phone. To talk about. 
Doctor Zeus, okay, mate. What have you got to say about Doctor Zeus? All right, so they're bandit, aren't they? They're bandit. Oh, why do you think that, mate? Well, because I, re- I read it or something. Oh, you read it, did you? Okay. Well, uh, I've got some interesting information for you here. Which yeah. I'm, I'm just going to put you on mute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think cats should wear hats because it means that they're male. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So you prefer a cat and a bonnet? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, correspondence. Oh yeah. Okay, we've got correspondence. First one from friend of the show Tom Burgess. He says, Yay. and I quote. Mm. I can still see it now in my mind's eye. <laughs> this huge throbbing green phallus with six snapping claws and a snazzy yellow cape and this inhuman squeaky voice. <laughs> then Ernest zipped up his trousers and we watched Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, the, uh, ben Thomas says, Curse of Peladon, director mm. Lenny Main was horrified when he saw the Alpha Century costume <laughs> due to its phallic appearance. The mm. costume designer fitted Century with a yellow cloak to mask its shape, moving Main to comment, Great, now it looks like a prick in a cape. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was the nickname for John Pertwee for ages, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Greg Newport says, a head in a jar, a phallic, multi-limbed, one-eyed goy, goy, goy bell, uh, <laughs> some whispering green, green-clawed lizards from Mars mm-hmm. with a giant, weird, unicorn-nosed bear thing thrown in for good measure, watched over by trout and spawn sat on a throne. <laughs> I mean, that is, I don't know if that person likes it or not, but that mm. is accurate of what it is. Uh, someone else has got a picture of John Pertwee with the, um, uh, I've forgotten its name. Agador. Uh, Agador. Right. And it just says, you had better sing that fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did. We did it. We, we got some maroon, maroon, maroon. And David K. Barnes says, and this is linked to what we said, I want a harmonised rendition of the Venusian lullaby from all of you, a chart topper in the making. Oh, well, I mean, we've, we've not just given you that. We've given you how we'd expand it into yeah. a full disco. The very um, first MTV video we gave you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the Crinoid podcast says Curse of Belladon, in which the tradition of the sea devils and oh sorry, in the tradition of the sea devils and ice warriors, where aliens end up calling themselves names that humans have coined for them. Mm. It's a shame the other delegates didn't call themselves Massive Green Cock and Bogey in a Fish Tank. <laughs> Bogey in a Fish Tank, oh no, oh no, it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Curse of Peladon. Wow. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. This is, yeah. We've been away for a while, and this was a really nice way of, like, of, yeah, of returning to, uh, you know, uh, it's silly, and it knows it's silly. It knows oh. that there's silly elements, but it's Doctor Who, and so you, you absolutely go along with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, that was, that was absolutely tremendous. Probably not enough mentions of Alpha Centauri looking like a massive cock for our listeners to be no, truly happy. I think they were expecting a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha Centauri looks like a cock, everyone. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, oh. but. Uh, very okay, why do so. you think that, mate? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot more roasting of James O'Brien than we I would not have expected that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, so. Uh... He should have been on this delegate. He should have been the Earth delegate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Doctor, Doctor Who. Why do you, why do you think that, mate? He's just <laughs> plaintively playing with his beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hurt, we would just lamp oh. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ow, okay. Mm. Oh, okay, well, there we go. <laughs> there we go, the curse of Peladon. Mm. Yay! Um, follow us at, oh, at uh, Weezing Pod. At Weezing Pod, yeah. At Weezing Pod. And we'll be back next week with another mm. tale of who. <laughs> <laughs> 
Looking forward to it. See you then, guys. Bye. 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 Okay. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye. Arun, 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 I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft Auto. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. GreatBigOwl.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.